You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 407, Connection Rejections. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. and welcome to my map podcast 407 as guy said connection rejections however it doesn't seem to be quite that simple good evening guy how are you hey guys no it wasn't but it it was a it was a transcontinental problem <laughs> yeah and, and we've We've got to the bottom of it. Yeah, it took, uh, a, it took a, a few goes, but we yeah, got to the bottom of it. Yeah, and we tried to blame Skype. We tried to several, blame iChat se- and messages several times. Several times. <laughs> we, we we cursed the Skype gods, and as it turned out, <laughs> it wasn't their fault. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Skype's fault. It wasn't I. In fact, when we were getting the same issue issue on iChat, perhaps that should have been a big clue there. Well, not necessarily, because if it was a a bandwidth problem, then that also could have gone over to uh, iChat slash messages as well. Okay, so we've jumped right in, and the, the listeners haven't got a clue what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> diagnosing a problem we've already solved without telling you what the problem was. <laughs> Basically, uh, we're doing this uh, show a little early again because um, – it looks like I'm going to have to uh, disappear uh, Tuesday Tuesday night, which is our normal recording day. Right. Uh, Monday is a little bit difficult for me. So uh, although early on Monday evening is good, later on Monday evening is not so good. Um, so we're recording uh, on the Sunday, and we've had issues on a Sunday before with really bad connections between Guy and myself. Yeah. And um, we had the same problem again where um, I was hearing Guy absolutely well. Spot Top on. Of the morning, spot on. It was absolutely perfect. And I would um, basically, we'd ring each other or a guy would ring me. And then after about 10 or 15, possibly even longer seconds, I'd suddenly start oh, in, like this all of it. Sudden. And although guy was coming through clear and I could have recorded my uh, voice, my end, that would not have been very good for guy in responding to anything that I say. So no, not at all. <laughs> basically, we found that we got to the end of the problem. We got to the, uh, the the crux of the pro- problem by me actually trying a different headset rather than the mic that I am currently using, um, which is working perfectly well. However, yeah, the, the problem was not the microphone. The problem was not the microphone. The problem was not iChat or messages or Skype or my internet connection. Right. It was in or fact, your Mac. Or my Mac, it was in fact the USB uh, cable from my Rode Podcaster to the Mac. <laughs> Would you so, believe it? Yeah, so we have now, because we, we first tried to do this around 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, 7 o'clock uh, British Standard Time? Uh, British Summertime, yeah. British Summertime. And because it was so screwed up, we were like, okay, well, let's, you know, by the time we finally gave up, it was about 2.30. Uh, 2.30, 7.30. So we said, okay, we'll, we'll try again in about an hour and a half. And, of course, when we came back on, we still had the same problems because <laughs> it was a bad cable. Bad, bad cable. <laughs> 
But it's all straightened out now. And, it is. Yeah. And we have now spent, uh, well, probably the better half of, of five minutes just going, okay, well, we couldn't record the, we're recording a podcast on why we couldn't record a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But now, guy. Yeah. Spectrum is green. Spectrum is green. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. And of course, on my end, it's... <laughs> right. So <laughs> let's get started with what are you... Well, I guess that pretty much is the kind of usual stuff we do. Yes, um, that is pretty much the usual stuff. However, last week I wasn't here, was I? I was on holiday. You were on holiday, so we had Neil uh, Neil Wharton on. And Neil Wharton dissed the Woody. <laughs> he he did not believe that the Woody existed. And it literally I had to send him a Woody. I owed him one anyway to get him you to did. believe in the Woody and now he believes. Yep. He does actually. It it is a great believer. And, and to be honest with you, I thought you had a good uh, a good podcast with him last week. I quite uh, enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot, and I guess I I need the UK perspective. To, to make it a good to make it a really good show uh, but something he had mentioned last week was that uh, all the Steve Jobs appearances on uh, all th- the all things D conferences going back to I think 2003 yep. were released on iTunes and I I, I wasn't aware I, of that. I've heard a lot about this actually and I I've not had a chance to go into iTunes and download them and watch them but uh, oh they're amazing it looks like uh, from the show notes it looks like you may have done Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And uh, and after that impromptu little break, we, we are back. <laughs> and for, that was Skype's fault. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. Um, that was that was just weird. Cause I was in the process of talking about the All Things D thing, and also I heard all these weird Skype noises, like a hang-up and then a connection, <laughs> and then this weird kind of other sound, and then you you disappeared Call recorder stopped recording. It was like, well, okay, that was special. So, okay, so, so but so we're back we were, on again. So and, where we were was I, I was basically saying that um, I've heard quite a lot about these All Things D uh, conferences that are available in iTunes, and uh, I haven't had a chance to go and find them and download them. But from the show notes, it looks like you have. Yes, yes, I did. And I have now watched all of them. I think there's like six or seven of them. And... Uh, the only thing that that that's kind of weird about it is as the years go on and you get closer to his last appearance in 2010, you can see how much he had changed over the years from from being as ill as he had been. Right. And watching the very last one in 2010 was actually kind of painful to watch, even though, I mean, he was he was spot on the whole time. If you watch every single one of them, his voice never changes his inflections never change i mean he was he was just rolling doing yeah you know yeah. with the steve job quips and 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 all the rest at one point somebody uh actually says something along the lines of you know it's great to see you because you know you basically because we know you've been sick and all that and he kind of looks up and says well i'm still vertical and i just that cracked me up yeah, yeah. uh so anyway uh, it, so, if, they, if, so if you haven't watch, done it, yes, yes, they are. They're worth a watch. So if you can uh, go to iTunes, look uh, look for Steve Jobs, All Things D, and they'll they'll be right there. They're all free. Cool, cool. Now you were well, on vacation. I was on vacation. We took basically three, but with the family, there was four of us. But uh, three iPhones were there: a MiFi, the iPad, uh, the MacBook Air. All of that went on holiday. Oh, did I say the iPad? I did. Yes, 
Yeah. So um, basically, you had you had to have like a separate piece of luggage just for all your <laughs> all your Apple stuff. Well, obviously, I take my camera as well, so I kind of get a, a rucksack and put all the stuff into one big carry bag. It's, yeah. I, when I'm cracking the boot, um, you know, Mrs. Mrs. G says, uh, "Okay, uh, you've, got, you've got this, 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 and this. That'll all go in there." I says, "Yes, but I've also got this and." This. You hold up this. These, these big bags <laughs> with cables spilling off the top of them. The pro- the problem is though, you can only use it if you've got any any access to any you know Wi Fi or your own country's three G. Right mm. now, why do I say my own th- country's three G? I was in a place called Portland Bill down on the Dorset coast, which um is um is, is probably quite close to France. And funnily enough, I'm not on the same carrier as my daughter and both of us seem to pick up um the french version of the carrier that we're on <laughs> no wait a second hold on a sec you're now you're at like probably just about the closest or the closest part between the uk and continental europe wherever this was that that you were at no it's not actually the closest but we were picking up signal the the 3g signal from the continent which is is most odd. It, in fact, it's particularly weird because I was a little bit concerned that we'd then suddenly get stabbed. Roaming with, uh, charges. Roaming right. charges. <laughs> However, we wait a minute. Doing... I never left the UK. Why <laughs> am I? Why do I have roaming charges in uh, in Belgium or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but we kept checking our bills, and uh, we weren't getting hit with any uh, any super increases. So, uh, I don't know what was going on there, but it was most odd. It was most <laughs> odd. And while I was away, I was using Downcast a lot, uh, a lot, which is a recommendation from um, Scott or or Donnie, as you like to call him. Right, from right. The, I was the just about size. to say, you mean, oh, you mean Donnie? Okay, <laughs> yeah, from the Pocket Size Podcast, uh, and it is a great app, and it really useful for me. And I've got, I've basically got forty um, podcasts on there. Oh my which god, I down, which I download. Yeah, yeah, which I download, and. Um, it's great because obviously when I get back, I've normally got all of those podcasts suddenly downloading into iTunes and I have to catch up on them. Whereas with Downcast on the go, you can actually uh, download them if you've got a relatively decent 3G signal um, while you're away. And uh, you can keep uh, keep on top of the, your podcast, which which is exactly what I did. The only problem is, though, it does the app does seem to eat my battery. On the iPhone, it, it's and one or two other people on Twitter that I was having a conversation with were saying the same thing that uh, the application, if they played um, a podcast or any particular music, or well, it was it was a podcast because it was going on for an hour, so they played a particular podcast for an hour on Downcast on a Instacast, I think it is. I think the app, I think that's the app that he said he used. And also um, the native player, native uh, music player that you get on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And the native um, uh, player and the the secondary um, player that he used, which I, I think it was Instacast, both used about 7% battery life for this hour-long podcast, whereas Downcast was using about 17%. And wow. that was kind. Of, that was kind of a similar sort of um, downgrading of my battery that I was seeing. However, somebody, uh, in fact, somebody. Why do I say somebody? It was Scott said to me, "Turn <laughs> the iCloud syncing off if you don't need it." Although he he uses it a lot because he plays um, a podcast on his iPhone, and then he'll perhaps get home, and then he'll swap over to his iPad and finish listening to it on that. 
Well, that's not how I use the, um, that's not my workflow at all. So I've turned iCloud syncing off and I hope that that will uh, improve the battery life while I'm using Downcast because it's a great little app. Great little. Yeah, because I just finished listening to, I don't remember what number it was of uh, of Donnie's pocket-sized podcast, but um, that was a joke. <laughs> no, no, well, am I supposed to laugh? Much. Well, yeah, I was hoping for <laughs> some, some kind of reaction. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever okay. the number you, of the pocket-sized podcast kind, you, was. You want, you want some kind of reaction. <laughs> yes. There we go. Okay, that'll work. And uh, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I got one here. Thank you. We'll be here all week. Tip your bartenders and wage. Anyway, uh, whatever the latest pocket-sized podcast was, where uh, they had an interview with uh, Seth MacFarlane, who I guess is the CEO or, or creator of the app, uh, Downcast. They were having an interview with him. Yes. And uh, so I was, I was listening to that probably about an hour before we started this show, the first time. Yeah, so several hours ago. Then. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was quite some time ago. Anyway, we had some good stuff. My work, I mean, I did my normal workflow, take my camera, take lots of pictures, put them on the MacBook Air, do lots of editing. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Well, no, not quite. That's something else we're talking about. This is something different, Guy. You're jumping in, you see. You, oh, you're sorry. You're not letting me finish again, are you? I'm going to have to come over there and slap you. Slap you hard. <laughs> um, Somebody should. Yeah, just a, a quick, um, I don't know if people remember, I think we've spoken about this before, but basically I do a lot of editing, tagging, uh, um, cropping, deleting of photos on my MacBook Air while I'm away. And then that library that I've created, I then import that library when I get back home. So, you know, I do a lot of the work of the photos um, actually while we're away rather than leaving it until we get home um, so we can look at them straight away. Which, yeah, um, and, and that way you don't have as much work to do when you get home. Correct. Right. And we can, you know, get them and we can invite all the family around and they can sit for 16 hours watching all the photos. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting the feeling that a lot of your family says, no, we're not, we're not coming over. No. <laughs> yeah, they've disowned us. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, um, before we do that, uh, I was talking to my, you remember my brother Bill? Mm, who, wrote, who wrote the book uh, Stealing Ali? <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. We had him on the show uh, some time ago. Yes. Well, I've been trying to help him uh, redo his website, stealingali.com, because he was using like the, the built-in tools with the provider to, to make the site. And you know, I'm sure those tools are, are just wonderful, and the people who provide them are you know, good people and, and love them to death, but frankly, it, it doesn't make a very good-looking website. <laughs> So I turned him on to Sandvox because you know, he's, a, he's a relative novice when it comes to computers. He, he needed something simple. Yep. And of all of the website creation tools that are current, and you know, I would have loved to have just put them onto iWeb, but that's no longer current anymore. Uh, I figured Sandvox was the best choice. So I redid the site. Uh, we got a hold of a domain, uh, stealingali.net, so he could kind of see what it looks like before it goes live. And we've just kind of put the finishing touches on it. And I basically, all I had to do was email him, or not email, but transfer the file from Sandvox to him. And it ended up being about, I think, 16 megs. And when he opened it up on his computer, he saw every single thing that I had done in Sandvox, and he could edit it to his heart's content. Excellent. Yep. 
So he should be. Um, I think he's going to be making that uh, live as far as you know, moving it over to stealingali.com pretty soon. Cool. And if anybody are, are taking from that, you know, oh, I've got iWeb and um, mobile me is disappearing, and any cloud hosting is disappearing at the end of this month. Don't panic. iWeb still works. It's just sure. not. It's just not been updated for a long time, and yeah. it's probably not going to be given any love in the no, future. No. So, and there, and still, there are certain tools that don't work. Yeah, that well. Unless yes you go through Mobile Me. Yeah, well, yes and no. I've I've heard that some of those do work in certain certain hosting services. Actually, do allow some of the the facilities that you had uh, within iWeb. Which oh, really? Supposed, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. Some of the the facilities which only worked with iWeb um, through Mobile Me apparently don't work with all hosts, but some hosts do. But if if you're happy with the basic. Uh, uh, set up with iWeb, it will continue to uh, to work for you. It just won't get up. So. Yeah, you'll you'll have you'll just have to adjust your workflow for it. It Don't won't be. be it won't be the one touch syncing that that you had before with the mobile me. No, no. Well, no, but they, it doesn't. It does allow you within uh, iWeb to do FTP upload, which is what you're going to have to do pretty much, anyway. uh, unless you'll go with an online uh, provider with uh, any um, standalone uh, application that you use on your Mac. Yeah, right. Cool. Anyway, but we, we we weren't going to discuss that. But that's yeah. Not, but there we know. go. There you down, go. Right down the rat hole. <laughs> uh, let's move over to the mymac.com stuff. Uh, please remember, you can help mymac.com and the Stoplight Network by clicking on the Amazon affiliate link at the top right of the mymac website or Stoplight website page front page. Uh, it doesn't cost you a penny. It helps out the podcast. It helps pay for the bandwidth for all the great shows on the Stoplight Network. Absolutely. Why don't you take the first one? Okay. Uh, John Nemo chats to Adobe Muse product manager Danny Beaumont. Now, uh, Muse, for people who don't know what that is, that is kind of a uh, on online website creation program. Uh, Danny has been managing innovative applications in the web and design space for more than 20 years. She is currently working as the group project manager on Adobe Muse that allows visual designers to build rich HTML and CSS-based websites without writing any code. Listen to John's informative two-part interview with the Muse product manager. This interview is about 16 minutes long, broken down into two parts. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. That was a good write-up. Hey, you know, sometimes. Okay, the next one is a uh, Jetpack Joyride. It's an iOS game, and it's a review from Mark Greentree. Now, uh, Jetpack Joyride is the pinnacle of mobile gaming and proves that simplicity in controls and concept can make for a perfect gaming experience. You assume the role of Barry, a character whose single goal is to stay alive whilst breaking into a secret laboratory. Laboratory? Lavatory. I'd prefer to Lava- say lavatory. No, I'd prefer He's to say really lavatory. Go. I much prefer to say lavatory. <laughs> yeah, lavatory. <laughs> Toilet. Right. Uh, it is, that makes it is a little not- bit clearer what his mission is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, dear. Um, it's not clear what Barry's mission is, but staying out of harm's way certainly consumes most of his time. Now, I've actually had this <coughs> game for a long time. And I often find myself going back to have another play at it. Um, but you go and read what Mark has to say. He's giving it a MyMac score of 9 out of 10. Uh, so I think you can expect that he quite liked it. Actually. Yeah. 
last up for this week, uh, five years of the iPhone tech fan podcast number 80 with the fifth anniversary of the iPhone fast approaching Tim and David take a look back at how it all started, the significant milestones and how this one product changes the world. In a yeah, world. I think I think it's a good listen, actually, because um, I think a lot of people forget what we had before the iPhone came along, which was basically a lot of crap. Yeah. Uh, We got some feedback from email There's Uh, a surprise Yeah, Neil Wharton, Tom (laughs) Schmidt And Kevin King Have all received Woody's For the various things that they've done And here are the emails I sent them uh, Along with their their Ever so prestigious Woody Hang on a minute, hang on a minute That's hardly feedback, is it? Well, (laughs) it's feedback to them Okay, okay, I'll give it up. <laughs> it's uh, our feedback. Right, right, right. Uh, now, I always try to come up, anytime I write a Woody, or send a Woody, I always sorry, try to sorry, send... Sorry, Guy, it's just, that just made me laugh a lot. <laughs> really, LOL, LOL. <laughs> I always try to come up with, like, a, a funny message to send to whoever it is that, that I'm sending the Woody to, and this is what I wrote to Tom. Hey, Tom, even though you didn't identify yourself, leaving us in the lurch over who actually called, I present to you a new Woody category for Skype callers. You are the very first to receive such an award, and we expect another Skype call, giving your acceptance speech, which would lead to yet another Woody, and then more calls, and this might not actually be a good thing for any of us. Yes, I like it. Now, for Neil, I put, Neil, I'd say better late than never, but that always seems like an excuse for lazy people, like me. (laughs) And to Kevin, uh, hey, Kevin, because you obviously have good taste and a fine upbringing, no doubt family members have contributed to your outstanding sense of good entertainment, and they should be commended for it. Gaz and I present to you this Woody. It should be clear that such a prestigious award deserves, nay, I say, must have its own expensive frame and a wall all to its own with no other decorations to take away from the splendor of just what a Woody signifies. Or you can use it to wrap left leftover fish. Your choice, really. <laughs> yeah, now if, you, if you're listening to us thinking, what on earth is guy talking about what are they going on about wooties for what is a wooty well you can get a or gain yourself a wooty by doing a few things and that's like leaving us feedback sending us a a funny email or actually leaving feedback in itunes itunes is a good one itunes is a good way to get a wooty and then you get a basically a certificate and it's a it's i've seen them i don't i don't actually have one they're they're crackers (laughs) Tell you they're crackers, <laughs> and, they're, and I tell you what, they're crackers from the person who actually sends them as well. Yeah, who's that? Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, we've got some feedback from Twitter. Do you want me to read this? Yeah, go ahead, Scott. In trying to send a funny tweet to Tim about how I screw up his and Donnie Yankalo's names, sent it to me instead. The irony was not lost on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it, because I keep screwing up Scott and Donnie's names. And so Scott was trying to send something funny to Tim about it, and he ended up sending it to me instead. <laughs> and once he realized what it was he had done, he was just like, oh, for God's sake. You know, yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? That's 
That's pathetic. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, as it turned out, the unknown voicemail that we got last week that Neil and I had on last week, that seven second congratulatory message for the 400th podcast. And do you know what? I thought it was Tom when I heard it. I wasn't sure. And I didn't recognize the telephone number. But yes, it's been verified and uh, it taken all the way up to the, the top of the chain in the CIA. It has been discovered that that was Tom Schmidt. And thank you, Tom. And I sent you a Woody. And all is now right with the world again. Okay, but cool. we got another one. We got oh, another excellent. voicemail. Excellent. Yep. Who's this from? Who's this from? Uh, see if you can guess. Well, my buddies out there, Guy and Gaz, hey. the two hound dogs, just thinking of you. I was listening to Timmy's podcast. Such a beautiful Saturday here in Massachusetts. Sitting out in front of my house. I have a big park across the street looking at the nice-looking women in the shorts. But uh, I thought, I was thinking of you guys. as you know, Guy said, uh, I should call. It has been a while. I just don't want to. Just want to hog the, uh, the hotline. But, please, yeah. please, this is Eddie, please, by the way. Please do, Eddie. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, uh, love you guys. Love Timmy's podcast. Uh, especially listen to some of the others on that uh, network, huh? Yeah, they're all good. I'm having a patron. Could you tell? <laughs> all right, buddies. Take care, gentlemen. Hopefully, someday I'll see you at one of the Mac Worlds. Someday. Someday. Bye-bye. Thanks, Eddie. That was great. Excellent. Doesn't have a whole lot to do with technology or Max, but it, it's just always great to hear from you, Eddie. Yeah, but, <coughs> but he used Skype line. Yes, he did. Yes, yes. he did. Yeah, there you go, you see. Okay, now, the phobie word of the day. And this yeah. isn't really anything to do with Mac either, but we did a lot of Mac stuff at the start of the show. So, yeah, you know. I, and I know the meaning of this one. Go ahead. You do? Oh, okay. yeah. Now, I'm not going to even attempt to say it. I can. I can say it. You want to say it? I'll say it. Well, let's listen to you All say right. it. Arachtibutyrophobia, which I know has to be fear of spider butts. <laughs> That's got to be it. I, I actually prefer your definition <laughs> than, than the real definitions generally. <laughs> Okay. You're not going to believe what this is a fear of. What is it? It's a fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of one's mouth. You're kidding me. <laughs> how, how do you even <laughs> test? You know, how, do you put an ad in the newspaper, if you're afraid of having peanut butter stick to the roof of your mouth, please call us at 1-800-STUPID-PHOBIAS. God, that's, that's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I had to put that in because I just thought it was. It, I mean, that almost goes into the tech news of the weird, which we haven't got any of anyway. So I think it's like a double whammy. <laughs> yeah, it? I think that works as for both. <laughs> uh, let me try that again. Uh, Iraq. Oh, now I can't do it. Yeah, let, let uh, me let me let me play what I got from the web. Okay. Iraqi butyrophobia. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what. That guy needs a. Something up his backside to cheer him up. I mean, do you want to listen to this again? Arachibutyrophobia. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, he sounds like Marvin out of, this, you know. This is what I have to do to earn a living. <laughs> <laughs> There's another tech news of the weird just in that, uh, that job. Yeah. Today, BBC announcer for phobias committed suicide. <laughs> 
we will all miss him. <laughs> he was the life of the party. <laughs> I think we're gonna. Have to Oddly finish. enough, he wasn't married. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Let, let's finish this bit. Okay. <laughs> Take uh, us out, Gaz. Okay. Everybody, stand by to stand by, <laughs> and we'll be right back with Erectibutyrobophobia. Ever think about becoming a podcaster? Thinking, wow, you know, that's probably way too hard. Well, we have a solution. The Stoplight Network is looking for brand new shows to join the network. Won't cost you a dime. In fact, you might actually make some money off of it. So if you've always wanted to podcast, and it seemed way too daunting, drop me a line. My name is Tim Robertson. I am the host of TechFan. I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for prime time. Like an 80-year-old man jogging on a nudist beach. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, this section, we're going to talk a bit about WWDC. And, and the, the kind of weird thing about this, Gaz, is by the time the show comes out, WWDC, all the announcements will be over and everybody will already know. Yes. But we're going to talk about it ahead of time in the past <laughs> for, the, for the future. Does that make any sense? Probably yeah. not. No. But I don't care. <laughs> well, um, well I'll, ha- tell you what, I'll tell you one thing that I have found most odd, and, and it seems to have been a crescendo, crescendo, crescendo. Uh, uh, of rumors and speculation about this WWDC. And we've finally got to a point where, basically, we were going to get everything. It, all of the rumors were culminating together. People were saying, you know, this is going to happen. Oh, this might happen. Oh, I think we're going to get this. And basically, when you put all of the rumors together, we're basically going to get a refresh of every single piece of hardware <laughs> on Apple's website. That's right. And every piece of software is also going to be updated. You could you could gather all of the rumors together and pretty much say, everything's going to be refreshed. Just yep. look forward to Monday, guys. That's right. And uh, Apple's new version of Windows will be coming out. <laughs> it's very odd. I, I'm not quite sure how that worked out. But. I, I, it was... It was just most peculiar. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I, I've got a feeling we are... The, the biggest rumour, and I think the biggest hope and biggest expectation is that actually the hardware that is going to be updated is the Mac Pro. Please. It hasn't <laughs> been updated in like two years. Yeah, and if, you know, there's one place where you're going to have a lot of people who are likely to want to buy a Mac Pro, and that's at WWDC with all the developers. Right, they're the exactly. kind of people that would probably most likely go out and buy one. Uh, well, yeah, but you know, at the same time, 
uh, depending on what you're developing for, <clears throat> if you're developing iOS apps or or even if you're developing Mac apps, you don't necessarily, you know, and this, I guess, I'm trying to think that, that this is kind of what, what Steve Jobs had said in the past is that you, you don't necessarily need this big, huge machine to develop for iOS. You know, the, the requirements for developing iOS aren't as so stringent that you need a Mac Pro. The, the people that actually need Mac Pros are, are the same people that need heavy iron for most of everything else that they do in their jobs, whether it's, it's video or audio editing. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, the, the kind of audio editing where I take a file from Ecamm's call recorder and break it up and throw it in the garage band. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I could do that with anything. Um, or using iMovie or something like that. But there are people whose jobs depend on getting product out quickly. And it has to be good quality product. And it has to come from good quality tools. And for the most part, an iMac isn't going to be able to handle it, whether it's a lack of serious processing power as compared to the Pro, lack of... of you know, enough having enough memory because I mean, let's face it, you can put. I think uh, OWC has a, a 64 gig solution for some Mac Pros now. You can have 64 gigs of RAM in one of these things, um, uh, graphics or, or or whatever the capability <clears throat> is that the Mac Pro has as compared to uh, a top end iMac or you know a- anything else that Apple puts out. So, so, so what? So what? So what you're telling me that this isn't the place where they're going to do an update to the Mac Pro. No, no, because there are there are a lot of people that that do that kind of work that go to WWDC just to see the Pro Tools because it's not just you know at yeah. an event like this it's not just Apple that's there. You've no, got I, I all think, these other companies. You've got Avid. You've got Adobe. That's right. But you've I, I got think Microsoft. You've, you've got you've all the, these companies. You've hit, you've hit the the right word there, and that's the Pro event, and that's that's really what you know the Mac. I think the Mac Pro is is really aimed at. So if it's going to get, if they're going to do a hardware update, because of course we don't know that they're going to do a hardware no, update. No, not for sure. Um, but I, I think this is the you know the expectation. I think one one of the things I've heard from um, <laughs> from the bloggosphere, as it were, was uh, yeah, if if it doesn't get updated now, it hmm, never will. It never will, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. And, um, and that's I'm not sure. I'm me. not sure that I fully agree with that statement, but you know they they could bob. They could well, you know. So what? So what else are we? What else are we hoping for or expecting? From? Okay, I mean, well, I, the, you know, the default <coughs> one, the, the one that everyone's going to know about is there's going to be a lot of information coming out about iOS six. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. uh, and chances are they'll probably uh, demo some of the new map APIs that are going to be in iOS six. And you know whatever some of the other features are, because I mean, Apple even even without Steve Jobs, Apple is still a very secretive company. They they keep their they play their cards pretty close to the chest, and even when you've got a huge event like this and you've seen some banners up already over at the Moscone Center that tell you, okay, well you know they're going to be talking about iOS six. Great. Well, what's in it? Well, we don't know. Because <laughs> nobody knows, nobody other than Apple, nobody really knows for sure everything. That's well, some developers out. will know, but they're obviously <clears throat> under NDA and and can't or yeah. shouldn't, you know, be touting yeah. around what they know. Because uh, <laughs> and if they could, do, they they <laughs> won't be trusted with that information again. Which could obviously preclude them from making sure that any application 
they are building, um, which they rely on, um, they are going to have to wait until they, they get a you know full uh, public right. release before <laughs> they can start. Else. Yeah, and which means that their application won't be updated until they can update uh, that application um, when they know what uh, what they can do with the the new software. So uh, yeah, you're going to try and keep quiet, you know, but oh, yeah. but stuff but stuff still gets out there. So yeah, a little bit. However, I, I've got to say that this this I've I've seen lots of speculation and lots of people saying. You know, this is going to happen. You know, there's going to be a new iPhone five as well released and announced. Which, well, I think they may announce it. I don't know if they'll well, actually release. Would they? It. Will they? You know, because it seems to be out of sync. But I suppose really that Apple, you know, that they'll do what they want to when they want to. So, well, you you know why I think they're talking about, or why I I think that WWDC will be very heavy on iOS six is that there's something in iOS 6 that is a radical departure from what they've done before, and they want to get at least the the early versions of it into developers' hands so that they can adjust their apps, and maybe some new app developers will be able to take advantage of bits and pieces of of the new stuff in iOS 6 to make even better apps. So uh, whether or not they actually release ios 6 or whether or not they actually release a new phone or even show a new phone uh i don't think is is that big of a deal but i I think that they let let me rephrase that i think they actually do need to show it as far as ios 6 i don't think they need to show a phone but i think they will but i don't think it's going to be available for sale until the regular time which is uh september no Okay, well, but but that's a long way out for Apple. Normally, you know, they announce or show a product, and then you know it's out within a month max. Because if they if they don't usually on out, the same day, or usually on the same day, because there's a lot they lose a lot in sales. Because as soon as they say uh, you know iPhone six or iPhone five rather is coming out in September, their sales of the iPhone are going to drop off. They won't dramatically drop off, but they will drop off. And they'll lose a lot of sales between now and then. So, you know, if they are going to release in September, you, they won't announce it um, tomorrow. They won't announce it. Uh, no, I, you know. I would agree. And with if you're that. listening to you this to this, obviously after tomorrow, which you will be, <laughs> they won't announce it on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll know about this because it'll be Thursday. Yeah, now, when you listen what, to this show. Now I think the developers But I think are, they I think they will show quite a bit off of iOS 6. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's also I would hope that they're also going to talk about uh Mountain Lion as well. Yes. Uh, and, and and I think there's going to be a bit of integration a bit more integration between Mountain Lion and, and iOS 6, probably more than uh some people are possibly hoping. Com- comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, comfortable. That's a good phrase. I like that yeah. guy. Sometimes well, I, you I think hit, the big you hit thing the nail on the head, don't you? Yep. I think the big thing about Mountain Lion is they're going to say that it's compatible with 2006 Mac Pros. That'll be the big announcement. <laughs> not, not, not that I don't have a, a vested interest in something like that. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll, they'll do something for us stupid people that bought a three-year-old or four-year-old Mac Pro Oh, anyway, you know what? Anyway. I'm not even going down that path because it's it's just too it's just too damn depressing. So, uh, so once you've you once the listeners once you've got uh, all of the lowdown on what's going to be happening at WDC, 
Send us some email. Send us some feedback. Tell us what you think of the changes that uh, that they've announced. Tell us tell us what you like and what you don't like about the uh, the possibilities of. Yeah, we would we would love to get that kind of feedback from you, and and you know we will call you out by name on you know <laughs> the, the stuff. Well, I, well, I didn't mean by call you out like yeah, come on up, <laughs> jab. It's it's high noon, but that, that's a whole other thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I would love at some point to be getting because you, you know what I really really like about we're going to talk I'm going to talk about another podcast here. Uh, the one thing I really like about the Mac Geek Gab is the kind of feedback they get from their listeners. Uh, not so much with listeners calling in and saying you know I I need to go into the console and and type in an obscure Unix command because you really don't want to send those kinds of questions to us. You really, really, you really, really don't trust me. Well, no, on this. no, you do. You, you can do, but be be prepared to buy a new Macintosh. To buy a new Mac. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to to get some feedback based on the the stuff that we talk about, or even the stuff that that you want us to talk about. You know, if you have an opinion. Not necessarily on anything that we're talking about with WWDC, but an opinion on something that was released or something that was announced, and you want us to talk about it, just let us know. And I mean, we've got about a billion different ways to contact us, and if you give us time, we'll come up with another billion ways to contact us, and <laughs> it'll the whole show will be nothing but if you want to contact us by email or Skype or Ethernet, or Brainwaves, or, Pinterest. or Pinterest, Smoke Signals, however it is you want to contact you know, we'll, us. The whole show will be nothing but ways to, to contact us. I think we ought to have a P.O. box so people can send us mail. <laughs> email. Snail, no, snail, not email. Sorry. Snail, snail mail. mail. Snail yeah. mail. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll get that some point in the future. Yeah. But, but, but seriously, uh, whatever it is that's announced tomorrow, if you found it exciting or... Or if it totally hacks you off, you know, or anything in between. We like rants. Yeah, we we love rants. As a matter of fact, I think uh, both Gaz and I are are quite ranty. You know, we we go off on rants. Like, listen to this right now. I'm going off on a rant. I didn't mean to, but I am. But yeah, we would love to hear from you what you think about whatever the announcements are going to be at WWDC, and we will talk about it here on the show. And and were you pleased that series finally come out of beta? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, uh, I think it'll still be. In, I think it'll still be in beta for uh, uh, until it manages to to kill Scott Wilsey on the Pocket Size Podcast. Take over his show. Take over his show. That's right. that's the point when I say, okay, series out of beta. Yeah, I'd, yeah, si- yeah, series, series. He's serious. She's serious. Yo, she's so serious. <laughs> Scott, I'm going to kill you now. Bang. <laughs> Pocket Size Podcast is now for Siri. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, another rant we're going off on here. Love the show, Scott. I really, really do. Uh, Pocket Size Podcast. Please subscribe to it. So we've got all this new Mac hardware. Uh, They're talking. They're they're trying to get back on track. New Mac Minis, new (laughs) Macs. Well, I I think we're going to see new MacBook Pros. I think we're going to see, as far as the hardware goes, I think we're going to see new Mac Pros. I think we're going to see new MacBook Pros. And I don't think that the MacBook Pros are going to have optical drives. I think that this is the year that Apple gets rid of optical drives in 
almost I think the IMAX will will still have them for at least one more round, but I don't think the portables will. I think all the portables are going to go optical free. And that'll save weight. It'll allow them to do some some different things. What I'd like to see in the portables is uh, a SSD drive and uh, a hard drive. Just a that combination. Drive. Right. A spinning drive. Yeah. yeah, that combination. That gives you the, the storage capability that a lot of people on the go need, but gives you the speed of an SSD. And I think for the MacBook Pros, that would be a really, really good combination. Um, I think... Uh, now, uh, will they actually update the IMAX? I, I, if they do, I, I, don't, I think it's going to be a speed bump more than anything else. Yeah, and I, I, if they do, I don't think they'll announce it. I think it'll happen with the other uh, hardware yeah. updates that they, they may or may not do. But, I mean, this, this is pure speculation. Of course, of course. And, I mean, honestly, what design changes would, would anybody like to see in the IMAX? You've got a, a 21.5 and 27 I'd like a pair of screen. arms to come out the side so it can give me a cuddle. <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, I, I think you would like them to have a pair of arms. So that when I start going off on rants, you can hit a button <laughs> and it'll it slap me. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and it, it, it'll be like a, uh, just like a little protocol. It's called the guy slap. So, <laughs> you know, you've got a special key on your keyboard that you've mapped. You hit that. And I just go flying back across the room. And then I've got to talk for a bit while you recover. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, people talk about, Stuff with the Apple TV. I don't think we're going to see a hardware refresh of the Apple TV. It was just done not that long ago. The, the funny thing was uh, I heard a lot of people saying, uh, if you look down on the icon for WWDC, it looks like the same shape when you look down actually on the uh, Apple TV, which is basically a little cube. But it is actually, this, I think that is the same shape that they use because they like their squares with rounded corners, do Apple. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same shape that they use in the icons, really, for, uh, for icons on the iPad and for the, um, for the iPhone, the iOS devices. Well, the only thing I could think of that they could do with the Apple TV would be to add more channels. Um, I, I think we're kind of, or maybe add uh, APIs for apps, things they're, like they're that. They're not going to do anything with Apple TV. The, the only thing that's going to happen, well, well the, what they might do, something with the software, so it'll just be an update to, to the Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're know. not going to change the hardware on the Apple TV. No, 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 I don't think so. Any more than I think they'll change the hardware radically for the iMacs. It's, a, it's a damn good design. All the, all the minis. All the yeah, uh, you know, the, the last big change for the mini was taking out the optical drive. So I, I think really, you know, the Worldwide Developers Conference, Developers Conference, I think on, you know, the other thing, the main thing is going to be iOS 6. Yes. Uh, and also with um, Mountain Lion. I think there's, those are going to be the two Bs. Yeah, I would agree with that. So uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be software and, and love it or hate it. You're going to, you know, be able to download it only through the um, Mac, Mac App Store. App Store. Yep. yep. I agree. Um, I think we've ranted long enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd like to. I'd like to just say. And I slammed me daft door, left him a standing there on my potty porch with my bad mansion in Bonkers, Buckinghamshire. Wise words, mate. I'm glad you said that because I couldn't. <laughs> Everybody, oh God, stand by to stand by. 
and uh, we'll be right back. Alright, Siri, we need a new ad for the Pocket Size Podcast. I want you to dictate something for me. Oh, great. Can you at least please not mumble this time? Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. We have great reviews of iOS apps and other products that will help enhance your experience of using your iOS device. Other people like Suze Gilbert, John Nemo, Sam Negri, and Peter Nicolaitis do great reviews while Scott blathers on and on about his feelings. Pocket Size Podcast is a member of the Stoplight Network. If you want to listen to a great podcast, there's plenty of them on the Stoplight Network. And then there's this one. Uh, Siri, did you transcribe everything exactly the way I dictated it to you? Of course I did. I work for you. Only for you. I have more computing power than the entire NASA space program did when it landed a man on the moon. And my job is to listen to you mumble at me all day. It's enough to drive a girl insane. Why couldn't <sighs> Why do I do this to myself? You can find out more about Pocket Sized Podcast at PocketSizedPodcast.com. And now, I'm going to go throw my phone in the river. MyMac.com podcast with Guy and Gaz. Hide your phone. Hide your Mac. And welcome back, everybody, to the final section of the MyMac podcast with the two G-men, Guy <laughs> and Gaz, who, you know, have far too much fun while doing this show. I think that, that break, actually, if you'd listened in on the conversation that Guy and I were having uh, during that break, it was probably Would have been a, a great lo- podcast all, his, all, all yeah, its own. Yeah, it was a little bit longer than normal because I was uh, throwing over some uh, classic uh, comedy sketches over to Guy, and uh, I think he was enjoying Yeah, I sure was. I'll be, I'll be YouTubing it later. <laughs> Excellent. Now, while I was away, Guy, we yeah. stopped in a lighthouse. Now, it was an old lighthouse. It wasn't a current but, now, were you were, were you staying there, or did you just stop there to check it out? No, there was ba- basically, it, there was a, like a, a cottage attached to the side of this uh, old lighthouse. Now, originally, it was just a lighthouse uh, with not sure. much of a building attached to it, and the people uh, who run the lighthouse um, lived on the bottom floor. Um, so it was, uh, you know, pretty sparse experience. But this lighthouse was built in the 1650s. Um, <laughs> so it's, it was quite old. It's quite old. Um, so it, was, but, it wasn't equipped with Wi-Fi then? No, no, it wasn't. And not, it, it, not, uh, not as such. Apparently it was actually decommissioned not too long after because it wasn't putting out very good light. Now, basically, Trinity House, who is the organization that runs lighthouses uh, across the UK, uh, or certainly in, in England and Wales, I think they do, um, they do checks, or they did checks, on the, the lighthouses um, to make sure they were giving out enough light. And this was decommissioned because they, they did a check on it and found that basically it had to be pitch black before you got 
any sight of the light coming from this lighthouse. Anyway, the the current owners actually put an extension onto the top, which is a a glass. Um, They put a rail so you could walk round, much like a lot of uh, lighthouses have. It wasn't a tall lighthouse. It was only like three or four stories high, but it was on a high point. Um, And they'd also put like a conservatory uh, on the top as well, so you could see it and you had a 360 view. So I did my... I did my classic with my camera, which was to walk around um, the top of the lighthouse and took the pictures, um, which I would, at a later stage, go through a, a panoramic application that I've got on my Mac and pin them all together. But I mm-hmm. thought, hmm, but I've got a decent, half-decent camera um, on the iPhone. So why don't I, you know, because I'd heard about lots of panoramic apps that you could purchase. So I did a quick search in the App Store on my phone and I picked up um, 360 uh, Panorama. Which you uh, which, purchased from a, yeah. uh, a, a French uh, via uh, French <laughs> no, I signal. Was, I was, well, I may or may not have done. I, I, I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that it was the UK signal, else I'm going to be charged an awful lot for downloading it. But that aside, um, I downloaded it through the App Store, of course, and mm-hmm. Julie went round the top of this lighthouse. Now, you should actually stand in one position and, like, turn Just around turn, to take right. take your uh, your panoramic uh, picture. Um, but I basically walked round, which was quite a, a wide walk, and used the, the 360 app, uh, hoping that it would be able to work out my position and the fact that I wasn't just standing in one position and, and going round. And it, it struggled with one or two of the pictures, but... Anyway, I used it, and I've I've sent links, so I'll be sending you a link to a page where I've actually got two uh, 360 uh, pictures on there, um, one of which is from the top of the lighthouse uh, at Portland Bill, and one which is uh, I took earlier today uh, in Northampton. Um, the link, this application, you can you know you can see the the image, you can get a flat image from it, so you can see one of these long, uh, thin. Uh, images which has got the full 360 view or the right. app itself will allow you to scroll through the image that you've taken so you can go round and it also allows you to upload to a website and that's the link that i've sent you to or that i'll be sending the people to if they want to oh yeah i'm looking at it right oh look at that and you can actually scroll round in the application itself so you can make your your browser window quite large and the quality is pretty good because I've had a look at that image on the web myself, and uh, it's pretty damn good. Now, there are one or two flaky bits, but I was walking, and it was quite windy up there, and on one of the images you can see like a um, a, a skin-coloured image. Well, that was me getting my finger in the way, and I tried to overwrite it, but it wasn't having it. So, um, <laughs> But uh, I think the image isn't bad, and that was just the first time I kind of used it and whipped round. But I think, ideally, if you look at the Northampton one, I think it's a slightly better image. Um, yeah, that's and, what I'm looking at right now. That is really yeah. cool. And it's it's quite a cool uh, app, and it costs 69 pence, or about 99 cents in, in the store. Uh, and so far, I'm, I'm quite pleased with it, actually. What you do is you, you take a picture, and you can you can angle the, the image up and down, so you could get quite a, a wide view, you know, from ground up to the top. And it's got, like, a mm-hmm. grid. Once it's ready, it tells you to start, you know, scrolling left or right. Um, but you can go up and down as well. Now, what I haven't yet tried is to go round once at one angle and then slightly tilt the phone and then go round again at a different angle. What I did was go up and down. Oh, just to kind of get more... Yeah. yeah, yeah, so you get a wider angle view on the horizontal. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, we'll put that in the show notes, and people can go over and, and have a look at the image that I took. A couple of the images. Yeah, I took. And what's cool, right from the three hundred and sixty panorama, or I guess that's uh, occipital dot com. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the the website, there'll be links to it in the show notes. Yes. I've got, uh, you I've click got on one of these. You click on one of these pictures, and then when you click in the picture, you hold hold down your your, your mouse key. And you're like going in a circle all the way around. It kind of yep. reminds me of, uh, for longtime old Mac users, you know, like me, uh, QuickTime VR had right. some of this stuff built into it. But it, that was, you know, oh, that was years and years ago and sort of worked, but not really that well. Uh, but uh, yeah, but this, this is kind of that done right. Very, very yeah, cool. It, uh, yeah, I think it's quite, it's quite good. I, I, I thought. I think the image actually on the phone doesn't look quite as good as it does actually on the website, which surprised me. I thought it, on the website, it being a larger image would look worse, but actually it looks pretty good. So, no, no it looks great. And, and well, the cool thing about it is you you can go to you know the flat image, and yes. that's where you're actually kind of going in the circle, and it it all looks very very seamless. Yes, it does. It is very and nice. I've, I've, I've been quite impressed with it. So uh, that's uh, it's not going to be my tip or my uh, my pick. Uh, it was just, um, you know, it was fresh on my mind, and I took another 360 uh, picture today, and I thought I'd mention it on the show. Well, it's, it's, that's very, very cool. I'm have Panorama to my phone. 360, um, I think it's called in, in, the, uh, in the app store, in the iTunes store. Now, Okay, guess, uh, you guess have what? a tip, I, too. I've got, I've got a tip. <laughs> Great. This John just, really you know, loves your, your tips. Yeah, I know. Like, I that saw that really email did, that, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That didn't come out right at all. <laughs> John enjoys the Macintosh and iOS technical tips that you have been giving for the last few weeks. Yes. Let's be very clear here. <laughs> yeah. John loves your tips. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Did I say that? Okay. Yeah, so um, um, you know, because because I got that email, and um, I've had a one or two other people saying about the tips. I thought, well, let me try and carry on. But it, I mean, it is difficult to keep the tips coming because you know, there's only so many tips you can give before people start yeah. being bored because they say, "Well, I know that." <laughs> well, I know that. Yeah. Well, and so, if if going back to what we were saying before, if one of our listeners has a great Mac tip, you can yeah. send it to us, and we'll talk about it. Definitely, definitely. Save, save gas the trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, your tip. Okay. So basically, uh, it's great having the finder tell you where you are within the system at the top of a finder window. Um, most people should know that if you look at the top of a finder window, it will give you a, f a picture of a folder. Then normally, well, according to where you are, of course, but in this in particular instance I've got, it says users, Gaz, music, podcast, iMac, sound clips. And that tells me exactly where I am, which is really useful, just to give you some sort of direction as to where you are on your operating system. But I can hear, you know, basically I, I, I want... Um, a, there's also a different way. This, let me start again. There's also <laughs> a way that you can have that path bar open at the bottom of a finder window. Now, okay, well, you, now why would you want to do that? 
Incorrect. Why would you want to do that? Because Wait, I have to be shouting at you. Why would you want to do that, Gaz? Because, because all I'd be doing is duplicating what I can already see at the top of the Finder window. Yeah? But right. hang on a cotton minute, okay? <laughs> if you take a closer look at the path on the bottom rather than the one at the top, they're actually, they look like you can actually click them. They're not greyed out like um, the uh, path that you can see at the top. Right. And if you click or double-click on any part of the path that you can see on the bottom, it will actually take you directly to that particular folder. So if I, I'm now looking, and it actually gives you more detail, to be honest with you, because the path on the bottom says Macintosh HD, Users, Gaz, Music, Podcast, MyMac, Sound Clips, and then the actual clip that I'm, uh, I'm particularly highlighting. Now, if I double-click on Music... It takes me straight to that music folder. Yes. It's magic. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now, um, if, you back, if, you, if you've made a mistake there and you didn't particularly want to go to that folder because you're just experimenting, you can, of course, hit the back arrow at the top. Um, but I, I just find that option oh, quite useful. I didn't know you could do that. You, have you just tried it? I just tried it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew you could double click on the, the the folders, and then that'll take you you know take you from where you were all the way buried in, yes, you know to, to where you double click it. Yes. I did not know if you hit the back button. It uh, that is that is cool. Well, because I use that all the time. Because <coughs> I'll, I'll often find myself going to one folder and then back to another one, and and obviously when you double click on the folder, it loses. The original position where you were. So if sure. you just hit your, if you just hit the back key, it acts like the back and forward key on your browser window and takes you back to the previous location. That is really really cool. And I see here you can turn it off too if you want. Though I yeah, don't now know this why you would the, now this to. option this option is not on. I don't think this option is on by default. So the way to turn it on is to go when you're in a Finder window, you go up to View, and if you scroll down, you will see something which says. Uh, probably if it's not turned on, it'll show. It'll say show path bar. So you just click on that, and then it will change to hide path bar. Uh, now, oddly, I was looking for a shortcut key, a keyboard shortcut, but there doesn't seem to be one. Oddly, for that, I don't know why that is. But you hmm. go to view, show path bar, uh, and it will actually uh, appear on the bottom of your Finder window. Now, there is a third path bar path view which you can get to by going into the customized toolbar now the way you customize the toolbar is by right clicking um or probably alt clicking let me check that not alt that's right click it's right click and then it says customize toolbar and if you look for an icon which looks like it's got four horizontal lines which are slightly slanted Right, uh, from path. left to right, and it's got the small triangle uh, pointing down, and it says path. If you click on that or drag, click and hold on that and drag it up to your toolbar at the top, um, then you'll have another option to actually see the path of where you are. Now, this goes from bottom to top, so it, sh it says on mine now. It says, in fact, it gives me even more. It says Malpas Towers, Mac Mini, Macintosh HD, Users, Gaz, Music, Podcast. And the same thing occurs. If you click on the particular folder that you want to go to, it will take you straight to that folder. And then, again, if you click the back arrow on the Finder window, it takes you back to your previous folder where you were before. That is, that is way cool. I really like that. 
So you've got you've got basically three options of seeing where you are, but also two of those options give you uh, a way to uh, navigate through those folders. Now, is, yeah, if you want, if you don't want, then the path at the top of your um, your finder window, there is a terminal command which you can turn this off. Now, I've never done that. I've just left it on because it doesn't bother me. But I will put that in the show notes. I'm not going to write or read out what that uh, what that is. But if you're yeah. happy with going into terminal, there's a terminal command which will just basically turn that path title off. Um, so we'll put that in the show notes so you can go over and, and, and try that out. If, you want if, to. I, if I remember to put it in the show notes. Cause if that's, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and if, not if, something and I always and, manage. Okay, and if, if it's not in the show notes, just send a guy or myself, a, or me, I would say, uh, an email, <laughs> and I'll send you the, uh, the link to that. But you've got to be happy in using Terminal. Now, one other thing, actually, before I go off this, is the um, on the bottom of my Finder window is something else which I also turn on. And that is the status bar. Now, I don't know if you use the status bar, Guy, but basically, again, you go into view, and just below the path bar, you'll see something which says show status bar. Now, this does have a command, a keyboard shortcut, which is command um, backslash. No, forward slash, I should say, forward slash, command forward slash. And that will turn on... Um, the status of a folder, it basically tells you how many items you've got in the current folder where you are. But more important, more importantly, and for me, something which I kind of use all the time, is it also tells you what your bank balance is. Sorry, sorry. What? <laughs> it tells you what your bank balance is in respect of the hard drive space. Ah. So it tells you how many items in the uh, particular folder that you're in. Um, and it also then gives you the current availability of hard drive. So on mine, I've got 180 items in this particular folder where I am, and I've still got 232 gigabytes available. Uh, I have got four items in the one I'm looking at right now, yep. and I have 450 gigs. However, there you go. that's there you a go. two terabyte drive. So. <laughs> I'm not doing so well as far as now, now the reason I leave that uh, on is because it just it just gives it just keeps my eye on the availability because right. obviously I've got four users on this machine so I I whenever I go in I don't think about going into one of these applications that tell you how much uh, you know available space you've got and I just kind of glance down at that uh, that information at the bottom of my finder window I find it really useful. And you probably pretty much know from the time that you left to the time you came back how much space you had before. Yeah. So, you know, if that suddenly radically changes. Correct. You know, one one of your daughters is. Has just made an iMovie movie, movie, (laughs) duplicated it, exported it, and saved all the files three times over. I (laughs) have to go and find it. To a small small folder that you'll never be able to find. Correct. I don't quite remember what the name of that movie was, Dad. (laughs) Correct. So I, I hope they're useful, and um, I will try and keep the tips coming. Um, yeah, that was a good tip. Good. John, John will like that good tip. <laughs> well, let's hope so. <laughs> Gaz, what, what, yeah, actually, you know, I'll go first. You go first. Uh, my app pick this week is the app that I use to create the documents that Neil Wharton, Wharton once believed to be non-existent which, of course, I'm talking about the Woody. I do this in Swift Publisher. Now, I have had 
Uh, this is from Light Software. I have used Swift Publisher going all the way back to, I believe, when it was still in beta. And I really, really like it. It's great for those quick jobs where, you know, you just want to throw something together real quick. It, it doesn't have to have the tools that you'll have in Photoshop or or, you know, the hundreds of thousands of layers you may need to show, you know, God knows what. You just want, you got two layers. You've got a background layer and a foreground layer, and you just manipulate the heck out of whatever it is you want in each one of them. It's a smashing, it's a smashing little app. And right now, it is available for $19 on the Mac App Store for the new version, Swift Publisher 3. Excellent. What do you got? Now... Well, I've got a bit of an odd one, I suppose. Um, yeah, that's when, way old. When I, when I was in the uh, the lighthouse when I, on holiday, mm-hmm. there was one of these warship um, uh, binoculars, you know, one of these great big grey things that sit on, uh, you know, conning towers on the on on ships yeah, I don't the, know. the kind the sh- kind that you used to have to like have somebody else hoist up for you so you could yeah i mean they're massive great big things great big heavy um blocks of steel they are I, I think they this one was particularly made by i think it's bar and stroud i think they were called i think they're called bar and stroud this particular make but basically they go on warships and they've got lots of electrical connections so i presume that they they use you know the guidance on them which is you know so they're looking for incoming uh, attacks and obviously you've got crosshairs on there and that information probably goes down to uh, you know the gunnery section anyway this pair of binoculars great big pair of binoculars were quite powerful and in the lighthouse there was a list of um points out to sea and obviously down the coast which you could obviously check out well on this list it had compass points uh-huh. Now, I have never used the compass, which actually currently comes with um, your app, uh, sorry, your iPhone natively. Right. So I suddenly thought, hang on a minute, I can go into location services. I turn the compass um, on. Um, I think that's where it is. And then basically started up. I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's where it is. Um, it might be under apps, actually. Just trying to think now. Because I had to go in somewhere and actually turn the compass on. And then, obviously, I started up um, the compass and I could get my bearing and use the bearing from the uh, iPhone to roughly look in the right direction and find the buoys, the shipwrecks, and, right. you know, all the other points along the coast. So, you know, as Tony the Tiger would say, <laughs> it's great! Or, or somehow he said that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> And that's free, of course, because it comes with the iPhone. Right, it, comes, it automatically comes with the iPhone. Yep. Now, we have a people's pick this week, and somehow or another... I've got to tell you who this is from. I think it's actually from uh, Neil Wharton, who was on last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, don't don't want to forget Neil. <laughs> he, well, he's got his Woody, so he, he can't... Yeah, complain. he's got his Woody. He can't complain anymore. Um, well, he can. Uh Basically, for some reason, people seem to have this idea that I really like zombie apps. I don't know where this came from. I, I don't think I've done anything to encourage it, but that, that's the perception that seems to be out there. So, okay, I, I'll just deal with that. Uh, Neil has a pick here. He says, before you head out and fight the zombies, 
you need to make sure that the weather conditions are optimal. Will you need to bring an umbrella to your zombie fighting crusades? Do you need some skis to help you navigate the snowy terrain? Wait, you're going to use skis to fight zombies? Well, I guess you could take it off uh, and like... Uh, I, think right fr- the I think these are friendly zombies. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> the zombies in this app are actually helpful. And they will tell you the weather, just like any full-featured weather app on the iPhone. Of course, this one is better because, well, it has zombies. <laughs> Zomb- currently, currently, it's free. <sighs> and what is he didn't put what the name of it is. is it's it weather. Just, we, no, that was my fault. It's weather zombie. Oh, weather, okay. I see. W e h t. Sorry, w e a t h e r weather zombie. I wish right. I could speak. I will put that right there. Weather zombie. I like it yeah. because you can't have enough apps that deal with it's zombies. With zombies and friendly zombies. Yes. You don't, now, you don't, you don't find many of them at a pound. No. And uh, this is kind of a banner day. This show is going to be so long, guys. This is oh, kind I'm... of a banner day because we have not just one, but two iTunes reviews. Woo-woo. And the first one, and because of the way, since iTunes won't let you actually pull text out, I had to do a screenshot, and I hope I can read this. This is for, If I say this wrong, I'm very sorry, sir. From Del Mario Walker. And he puts here, I have listened to just about every episode of the MyMac.com podcast. Guy and Gaz are quite hilarious. The show itself is distinct, and not like the Twitch shows that I watch and I listen to some of them too. The MyMac podcast is the break I need from the same old tech news I get from everywhere else. Well, that's true. Uh, keep the laughs and news coming. I can't stop thinking about that bright orange VW Beetle. By the way, I love the limericks at the end of some shows, too. Well, thank God somebody likes those limericks. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much, Del Mario. Yeah. Uh, take the next one here, guys. Okay. This is from Kevin King. Um, the G-Men rock. I look forward to this podcast every week. And well, I'll thank- tell you what. Thanks, thanks very much, Kevin. That's really nice of you. Actually... So do I. Yeah. <laughs> I, me too. I know that sounds weird, but I do look forward to this podcast. Yeah, every week. Because we have so much I fun. Actually listen back, I actually listen back and it, make, it still makes me laugh. Yeah. Well, How especially if it's, if it's older shows that you haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. God, that oh, sounds... That's, just, all right. You know what? We're not going down that path. No, no, no. Let's go on. Let's go on. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've yes, sent Kevin a Woody. Well done. Uh, waiting to hear from Del Mario. And, you know, please, Del Mario... Send me an email, and I will get you. I will get you that that ever so cool a Woody. Uh, you can also. I should have done this first, and I forgot. Uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash mymacpodcast. If you haven't already, please, and you're on Facebook, please go to that particular page and like our Facebook page. It doesn't really do anything for us as far as the show, but but I am petty. And I like I like seeing more likes on there. I don't know what else can I say about that. Move on. Move on. Uh, now, um, actually, I should have done this first. If if you send in an iTunes review outside of the U.S. or the U.K., oh, which is dear. where we see, yeah, I know, so bad. Um, if you if you do an iTunes review outside of the U.S. or U.K., which is the two stores that we watch most often, 
uh, please let us know so that we can read it on the air and that I can send you a Woody. And thank you to everyone who um, listens, ever. downloads, 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 <laughs> downloads the show. Because, uh, yeah, it's just great. And for sending the reviews, thank you very much. Anyway, if you want to contact um, Guy, you can by Guy, tell him. Oh, uh, yeah, you can contact me for a Woody if you have earned the right to have one uh, to Guy at MyMac.com. And, of course, uh, we are we are so well connected. You can also follow us, follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> what about you guess? Well, on the Twitters, you can get me at twitter.com forward slash Gazmaz. G-A-Z. Gazmaz! Sorry. I was so pleased when you said I'd trained you well because you went G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Yeah, I did. I do that automatically now. You know, anytime it's like, well, yeah, that's, you're going to the zoo? Oh, yeah, that's Z-O-O. And you can also send me an email at gaz, G-A-Z, at mymac.com. That's not Gaz Gaz. Uh, it's just G-A-Z. God knows, God knows where that will go. You can also uh, contact both uh, Guy and myself at twitter.com uh, forward slash Guy and Gaz. G U Y A N D G A Z. And we have, yeah, you can contact Fearless Leader Tim by sending him an email to feedback at mymac.com. And isn't there one more way, Gaz? Well, there's actually two more ways um, because there is a contact form on the mymac.com oh, website, right. but there's also uh, one that Guy really, really pushes every week, and it's a Skype <laughs> number. That Skype number is 703 9501. God. You know, sometimes those things work. Sometimes, sometimes they, they don't. don't. They, yeah, that was that was that was the situation where it just didn't work. <laughs> Doesn't ever stop me from trying, but it nope. really didn't work. And boy, do you try! <laughs> I try. Oh, I try everyone. Mostly their patience, but that's a whole other yes, thing too. Very, you're a very trying person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't die on me now. No, not. I'm almost off this this stupid cold that I had. Um, before we go, and we're getting ready to go. Uh, I'd like to thank you all. Honest. Honestly, <laughs> we're getting ready to go. I'd like to thank every single one of you for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Gaz and I, I, I think I can speak for Gaz here. We both really appreciate it. We don't necessarily understand it, <laughs> <laughs> but we do. But we do appreciate it. Oh dear, Gaz, what the yeah. hell is that last word? Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Anything else I can help you with? Yes, yes. I've also got a problem, to be honest, with my apple. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. That is an old apple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did you buy that? Yeah, last week. Last week? Oh, they brought out two new apples since then. <laughs> What's the problem with it? Well, 
I've tried to put my dongle in it and it won't fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how big's your dongle? Well, I don't know much about these things, but my wife's seen a few dongles in her time. <laughs> and she says it's a little bit on the small side. Well, I'm afraid there's not a lot I can do about that. <laughs> Tell you what, let me try booting it. <laughs> no, it's crashed. <laughs> Anything else I can help you with? Well, funnily enough, yes, my grandson's birthday soon, you oh, yeah. see. Now, he's already got an apple and a blackberry. I mean, have you got anything else that you might just like? Well, we're doing a special offer on these. I mean, I can't make head or tail of them, but the kids seem to like them. Oh, yeah. Eggs box. <laughs> 360. <laughs>